0: visit betterhelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash everything iconic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, well, Ashley, when people come up to me on the street and ask me about this, what should I say? Well, you should tell them that we're really happy and we're trying to have a baby. And I was just like, Ashley, this all sounds crazy. You do realize that? I don't know all these legalities, but I'm thinking the charges were dropped because it was like one man's word against another man's ass. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. This is a special bonus episode to cover The Real Housewives of Potomac. I just want to say up front, we're not going to be covering Potomac regularly, although I think everyone needs to be watching it regularly. I think it is amazing TV. This episode was just too good. I felt like I needed to take to the microphone, and now The Real Housewives of New York is over. So, you know, we have some weeks in here where there's just going to be one episode, and I did really want to take a break. I told myself, you know what, you'll just do one episode a week until Dallas starts, and then you'll have a nice little breather. But you know what? Here I am, out loud and proud, ready to talk about Potomac. I just couldn't. I don't know why. I can't help myself. I felt like I just had to talk about this Michael business, this Ashley Michael business. It is truly shocking. Truly, truly shocking. And you know what else is shocking? I always type notes when I do these recaps. And I had heard this episode of Potomac was going to be really good. So I thought, you know what? I'll record it. So I got my computer ready to take notes as I watched it. I take really detailed notes when I watch too, by the way. But I was taking the notes on a different laptop than I normally use. So anyway, I take all these notes, and then I go to print them, as I usually do, so that I can record this recap. So I go to print them, and because I was using a different laptop, I wasn't paying attention to the printer that was chosen. (laughs) I printed the notes to somebody else's printer, and uh, not in my household. Some, one of my neighbors, <laughs> one of my neighbors, just got notes on the Real House of Potomac in their printer. I don't, I don't know if they're sitting somewhere because it said it printed. I don't know how it, it air printed, air dropped, or what. I don't know what they call it. It air printed. <laughs> somebody else in my apartment building got notes, and let me just say what the beginning of the notes say. They say Michael grabbed cameraman's ass. Michael also said he wants to suck a dick. And then it says... (laughs) These are like the first few lines, because they're just quick notes that I take. But then it says, Karen wearing Muppet outfit with new wig and had a dustpan. (laughs) One of my neighbors is reading that and just like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck are these notes? Thank God they didn't have my name on them. But... I'm sure someone out there is shocked and bewildered at what's going on. I hope they're a person who watches The Real Housewives of Potomac. If not, I hope my notes encourage them to tune in, because it's a fantastic show. But anyway, I had to reprint them. And I was asking my boyfriend, I was like, "Uh, are my notes in the printer? And he's like, no. And I was like, but it said it printed. And then we went to check and print again, and it said it was a different printer chosen than the one we own. So someone has my notes, you guys, and God bless them. God bless them. I hope they're reading through those with uh, a monocle and and trying to figure them out because, Anyway, let's talk about this week's Potomac. So we open uh, the episode where it's revealed that Michael's charges are dropped of him grabbing this cameraman's ass. Now, the other women are all being interviewed in their confessionals and they say the charges were dropped because of money. Because of privilege. And they all say that it doesn't mean he didn't do it. It's just that the charges were dropped. And I find it very interesting that they're talking about all this on the show because this is normally like a, you know, when they say the fourth wall thing, like this isn't something that would normally be discussed on one of the other franchises. And I believe that because Potomac is a little bit lesser rated, a little bit, it doesn't get as much press and everything. I feel like the producers are able to take a few more risks and do something a little bit different than what we do on Beverly Hills Housewives or New York. And so I think that's why on the show, we're seeing the show referenced. So even later in the episode, we saw Michael and Ashley at that Fox interview, and we saw the the logo in the show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're referencing the show within the show. And I think that's really great. And I wish all the other franchises would start to do that more because We're all smart enough to know that this is reality TV. And I just, uh, I like them breaking that fourth wall a lot. And they did it a little bit on Atlanta the past couple seasons, but I want more and more. And I'm sure as the time goes on, as this franchise gets older and older, and all of these shows, you know, get up there in years, I think they'll start doing it more. But I just thought it was very, very interesting. So anyway, all the women are talking about it. And the part about Karen's Muppet outfit. Because that was because in her confessional, she was saying zebras don't change their stripes. As the ground down was saying this, she was literally brushing her Muppet outfit. And then she was like brushing it into a dustpan. And I have never seen such prop work on one of these shows. <laughs> Dust, she was holding a dustpan, holding a dustpan in one of hand and a brush in the other. And she was just brushing her top and into the dustpan. It was magical. I felt like I was watching prop comedy at its finest. Carrot Top could never, (laughs) famed, uh, prop comedian Carrot Top has nothing on Karen. The Grand Dame of the Red House was a Potomac. Truly legendary work. Then we cut to Ashley, who's saging her house. And here's the thing: Ashley needs to be saging her husband's dick. That's (laughs) that's what she should be putting that sage up to, not the house. You don't gotta sage the door or the rooms. You gotta sage his penis because that's the real issue here. That's what needs to be cleansed. Then Ashley and Michael prepare to go on this Fox 5. When they kept saying Fox 5, I was thinking of The Real Houses of Orange County. Do you remember when Alexis Bellino was like the Fox? Was it? I don't know if it was Fox 5 in Orange County, but they kept talking about it. And I thought they kept saying like Fox Force 5 on Orange County. And then she was like a terrible, <laughs> Alexis Bellino was like a terrible correspondent. Uh, anyway, it made me think of that. Then we cut to Karen's house. She's uh, there with her daughter. The daughter's in the dressing room stealing her clothes. And Karen said something that really felt home to me. Karen said to her daughter, Raven, as she was trying to get on her computer. So Karen had the computer on her lap. And Karen said to Raven, Raven, can you type this passcode in? Because I can't see. And that made me feel at home like I was talking to my own mother. (laughs) I felt a kinship with Raven. Raven. Then they watched a video of Karen's parents, and they talk a little bit about how Raven had performed at the funeral. And then it's revealed that Karen and Macy Gray are friends. And when I tell you, I gasped. (laughs) Forget the allegations with Michael. Like, this made me gasp more than anything, in this uh, show has ever made me gasp before I clutched my invisible pearls. I stood to the floor and I said, what? What? (laughs) I was so shocked. I could not believe that Karen and Macy Gray are friends. And even more than that, I couldn't believe that if they revealed that we're going to see Macy Gray later in the episode. Macy, I try Gray. I try to say goodbye in that chat. Macy Gray also sounds like my Jessica Simpson, but you know what? It is what it is. Anyway, Raven's going to record with Macy Gray later in the episode. And I got so excited. I know that we were supposed to be so excited about all this Michael stuff. But I was more excited about all this Macy Gray stuff because I love Queen Icon Legend Macy Gray. I Try is an all-timer grocery store anthem. I mean, who among us doesn't love when they hear I Try in a grocery store? Who among us? That song lives in the grocery store. I've never been in a grocery store where that song wasn't playing. It wasn't on loop. When I'm in the freezer section getting some DiGiorno's, never bought a DiGiorno without Macy Gray playing in the loudspeaker in a grocery store, I'll tell you that. I try to say goodbye and I try. <laughs> Excuse me, you guys, I apologize for that. Anyway, then we cut to Giselle at her house, and Giselle was getting popcorn ready. And she was getting ready to watch the interview with Michael and Ashley on Fox 5. This was next level to me. The news talking about the Housewives show. So we're on the show talking about the show. Just crazy. Michael says in the interview that he bumped into a cameraman. And the cameraman got mad. So Giselle is kind of taken aback as she's watching this interview at home. And we see Ashley's face in the interview kind of look at Michael when he says that and say, she says with her eyes, like, what the fuck did you just say? Do you know what I mean? She looked over at Michael when he said that. And she said, what the fuck are you saying? And that boosted my serotonin levels instantly. Very exciting. And I just love Giselle watching it. Giselle's so fucking messy. And I love her. I love her. One of the all time greats. By the way, did you guys see that footage of Ramona this past weekend? She was at a party outside and she was taking a photo with Kristen Takeman from the Rouses in New York and, and another woman. And there's footage on social media of Giselle also was trying to get in the picture. And Ramona's like, no, can you get out of it? And Ramona like shooed Giselle away. I was <laughs> like, oh my God. And Giselle just took it. Giselle just walked away. She's like, okay. I feel like all the housewives just know Ramona's a monster. So they just like, roll their eyes and walk away. <laughs> anyway, then we cut to a Monique, who was at Podcast Village. She was uh, prepping her podcast, Not for Lazy Moms. She revealed that it was over 100,000 downloads. And look, I had to wonder without getting into the specifics of podcasting, I just wonder if she's making much money there because it seemed like she was paying for the studio space and an engineer. Now, she could be on a network, but. I I, it seemed like there was a a lot of uh, hoopla for it. You know, a huge studio space, an audio engineer. Like, those things are expensive. Surely she had a producer. She probably has someone who edits. And that's a lot of money. You know, I'm a one-man band over here. I do all this recording in my own home. (laughs) I edit. Not to brag, but I edit. produce. I do it all on myself. And I just wondered how money, if she was even making any money. I'm sure she's got some ads there. But... It was a big studio space she was using, and to rent that out is expensive, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Ashley shows up, and they start talking about Candace. Monique shows Ashley texts that were from Candace. And I thought, how fucking messy of a Monique. Bravo. Bravo, Monique. She's doing great work. (laughs) Monique's doing the Lord's work while she's pregnant. And she obviously doesn't give a fuck. She's like, you know what? I'm going to show Ashley these texts from Candace. And that's some messy work that Giselle would be doing. But seeing it out of Monique was wonderful. Loved it. Then we cut to Robin's house. Robin's getting ready for a ladies' night with champagne and lipstick. An interesting sort of ladies' night where it was just women trying on lipstick. I mean, that sounds like a good time to me. I love Robin. And I love Juan. Juan was there. Juan was flirting with her a little bit. He's so sexy. And I think the way that they look, each other, look at each other, you could just tell that there's love there. I feel like Robin really loves Juan. And I love watching it. I love watching it. And then Katie arrived for this party. Katie and Giselle arrived. Now, Katie arrived in a uh, can only be described as another messy wig. All season, Katie's wigs have been shocking, truly shocking. I was thinking about First of all, the wigs are always like put on a little off. Do you know what I'm saying? So some people online say they're party party city wigs, but a lot of the wigs look like they'd be nice, but they're not necessarily like straight on her head or, or put on properly. Now, I love Katie and I think she's amazing, but it feels like, gosh, did you ever go to one of those birthday parties where there's pin the tail on the donkey? And do you remember when it would be your turn to try to hit the donkey? You would... They'd give you that stick or that baseball bat, and you'd have to put your head on it, and you'd have to spin like ten times. And then after you spun around ten times, then you'd grab the stick, and you'd get to go try to do the hit the donkey. Well, to me, it feels like before Katie puts on that wig, she like spins around on a baseball bat, and then just throws the wig up in the air, and then catches it on her head, and then leaves the house. (laughs) That's how I imagine she puts on her wigs. Now I don't know that to be factual. That's what I get, the impression I get about Katie putting on her wigs. But they're truly shocking. Every time Katie comes on screen, I'm like, what? (laughs) What's happening here? (laughs) But I love her. I love her. Katie, we need more of Katie. Let's get more Katie on here, because she's truly fantastic. Anyway, then uh, Katie says that Michael told, so Katie's, Michael had told Katie's partner that when he called him, he needs to answer on a private phone. So Katie said he thought Katie thought that Michael was flirting with him. So now this is like another separate allegation. There's all these rumors about Michael being gay. There's the dick sucking comment, there's the cameraman's ass. There's just been plenty of stuff here about Michael. And I will be honest, I don't get a gay vibe from Michael. I truly don't. Despite all these allegations, I get a very large creepy vibe out of Michael. I don't get a gay vibe. I get like that he's very creepy, unnerving, inappropriate. There's plenty of other adjectives, but I don't get a gay vibe from him. And I I don't know. Look, that's obviously the case, because he's still with Ashley. They're pregnant with a kid right now. And I think he's just sexually attracted to everyone. And not that there's anything wrong with it at all. I mean, God bless. But uh, I do get a creepy vibe from him on a separate note. I do. Anyway, then we cut to Raven and Karen meeting Macy Gray. Macy Gray, Macy Gray's voice, she's like, hi, Karen. And when I heard that, I just got so excited. I love Macy Gray. Hi, Karen. That voice, oh, it's, it's like something about Macy Gray's voice is so comforting, so different, so unique. Macy Gray should have had 10 hits. The fact that she only had one huge hit, I mean, that's a problem with today's society because Macy Gray's a talent and I need more out of her. I need more. I try to say good. I love her. Like, let's get her on the Castle Potomac. Get her, uh, get her uh, in there. I'd like to see more of her. Anyway, then Raven goes into the studio and she goes to record the song that she wants to do for Karen, just so that they can hear it. Apparently, like they're not going to release it. It was just like so that Karen could have a recording of this this song that Raven did. And. Macy was so funny. First of all, Macy gave great advice to Raven. Macy said, you don't have to be Jennifer Halliday. Just do Raven. She's got that real whiskey, I don't know, smoker's voice or something. I don't know what, how you would describe Macy's gray, Macy Gray's voice other than sexy. But then when Raven like hit the note, she's like, sweet, you got it. And I was thinking, we need Macy Gray as a judge on American Idol. Let's kick out, I don't know, Katy Perry or one of the other, Lionel Richie. Let's get them out of there. Or let's kick out Seacrest. Seacrest has been doing that job long enough. Let's get Macy Gray to host. Someone else needs to do it. I'm sorry, Ryan Seacrest has enough jobs. Like, let's open up a spot for somebody else, Seacrest. I'm so sick of Seacrest getting all the gigs. He's got Regis and Kelly now. He's doing Kelly and Ryan. He's got the radio show. He's producing Shaws of Sunset, the Kardashians. He's got 100 hosting gigs. Let somebody else give it a chance. I'd much rather see Macy Gray up there hosting you're going to Hollywood. I don't know, what is the secret to Macy out? You know, when she ends the, uh, the broadcast of American Idol, she'd just be like, Macy Gray out. <laughs> uh, that hurts my throat a little bit. Doing Macy hurts my throat. Terrible impression, too. I recognize that. Anyway, then we see the cast going to this haunted forest. We see Ashley and Michael in the car. They're going over to this haunted forest. Ashley was doing some hat work. And I love this idea of going to Haunted Forest. It feels very different, unique, someplace we haven't been. Also, it's Halloween time, which I love Halloween. I'm ready for it to be Halloween right now. I'm sick of the heat. Give me a pumpkin. I want a PSL. I'm ready for Halloween time. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for all of it. Today I went outside for a bit and I was dripping sweat. Dripping sweat. It was so hot out today. I'm ready for this heat to be done. Give me a pumpkin. I want to carve a pumpkin. Anyway, uh, it's Halloween season. I'm surprised that Michael's even filming at all. Shouldn't he be suspended from the show? Or at the very least, shouldn't he voluntarily not film? The men don't have to film on the show. They're not getting paid. So why is Michael voluntarily filming at this haunted forest so quickly after these allegations? It seems bizarre to me. But then it seems like Doth protests too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Where Ashley was probably like, you know, we got... Uh, We need you to film because then it will look like you're confident and you didn't do anything. Do you know what I'm saying? That was the vibe I got. But it's so uncomfortable to watch those two. Ashley and Michael in a scene together gives me the heebie-jeebies. Speaking of Halloween, I got a big case of the jeepers creepers when I see those two on screen together. (laughs) It's not good. And I know they're pregnant right now. They're having a kid. But when I tell you I get the heebie-jeebies, My skin crawls. The hairs on my neck stand up when I see those two talking in a scene alone together. It makes me feel so unnerved. Michael just creeps me out in general, but then also Ashley. I find her, ugh, chills. Chills. Anyway, they get to this haunted forest, and Giselle right away is being messy. She asks uh, Michael, she says, what happened? No charges? Can I get a high five? And it's so, so funny. Giselle is just so Fucking messy. I loved it. Loved it. It's all just too good. I was feeling so many things this whole episode, but this moment when Michael was at the haunted house and Giselle was getting messy, I just thought this is perfect housewives. This is perfection. Truly, like we don't get moments like this often. And this entire season has been phenomenal. But this this episode was sort of like an apex of it all. It's like we've just been getting so so much. And not only have we been getting so much. So many layers. But we're also getting events that we haven't seen on TV before. So we're not getting things like, um, what's something that you know on Housewives how they all do that thing where they go into their room and like smash shit? And we saw that on Dallas, we saw that on Vanderpump Rules, or they did escape rooms for a while. We saw that on all the franchises. Well, guess what? We haven't seen a haunted forest before. So this was like a new thing. And we were getting all the drama, the pathos. Like we were getting so much. Truly, we don't deserve it. I wondered, though, why this season was filmed so long ago, and they held on to it. Because this was Halloween time. And even on like the other franchises, like on Southern Charm, which is airing right now, they're at Christmas. I don't know, it feels weird to me. Like They must have held on to this season after filming for a while. But maybe that's why it was edited so perfectly. I don't know. Anyway, then... Uh, let's see, Giselle just kept being messy. And uh, oh, I do want to say they go through the haunted house and we see like that nighttime footage of them going through the haunted house. And it reminded me of Ellen. You know how Ellen does that? I hate when Ellen does that. <laughs> I love Ellen. But if I was like a big time celebrity, you know, like um, who's someone <laughs> like Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she's she's booked and busy. She's won a bunch of Academy Awards and she has to go on Ellen. And not only does she have to go on Ellen, it's part of her gig to go on Ellen. That's part of her job to go promote her movies. It's a privilege, but it's still part of her job. So she goes on Ellen, and then she's got to be scared shitless. All these celebrities that go on Ellen, they got to be scared shitless. That's the last thing they want to do. They just want to show up to Ellen and talk about their movies. And Ellen's always scaring the shit out of them. And one of these days, someone's going to get a heart attack. Ellen's going to give someone a heart attack. And we're all not going to be laughing so much at it. Because Ellen is just playing with fire. She's rolling the dice, and pretty soon, let me just say, I don't know. She's going to roll some snake eyes or something. Like It's not all going to go Ellen's way one of these days. Because she's always trying to scare the celebrities. She's always trying to freak out Goldie Hawn. I don't know. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, uh, Mary Steenburgen's going to have a heart attack on Ellen. Mary Steenburgen's going to be fucked. So I'm just saying, you heard it here first. Ellen needs to stop scaring people on TV. It's not going to go her way one of these days. Who knows? It might not have already gone her way one of these days. Maybe something happened. They covered it up. Maybe they never aired it. I'm sure there's some of the footage from Ellen where she was scaring a celebrity. She was scaring Lil Nas. And and they hid the footage. I'm sure it's happened. Did you guys notice when the scary clown went up to Karen and Karen just flicked it off? <laughs> It was so good. It was the it sequel we all need. I mean, a scary clown just went up to uh, Karen and Karen flicked it right off. Not today, she said. Not today. Anyway, then all of the women and the men they go to this little bar that's by the forest and the women go to talk. And Giselle questions Ashley in front of the rest of the women. Meanwhile, Michael was talking to Juan and the other guys. And there's some sort of weird dramatic tension between. Michael and Juan did you notice that did you guys feel that when they were cutting to Michael i was just i felt like it was a hor- it was scarier than any horror movie i've ever seen those halloween movies had nothing on this scene anyway then giselle says to ashley that she assumed michael did it she just assumed michael was guilty because she said ashley didn't deny it and giselle says look ashley you've been brushing it off as if it was nothing you've been Laughing, kikiing. And so we thought we could too. And Giselle was right because Ashley kept trying to act like it was no big deal. She kept brushing it off, brushing it onto the rug with Karen's dustpan. And look, if you're going to act that way, then everyone else is going to be acting that way too. Meanwhile, in the confessionals, we're hearing producers. Do you notice that? It's another way of breaking the fourth wall. We're hearing the producers ask the women the questions in the confessional. It's great. Anyway, they show footage of Michael grabbing a butt like three years ago. Ashley says that he just jokes like that. That's his personality. And here's what I want to say about that. If that's your sense of humor, then your sense of humor is terrible because it's making people uncomfortable. So you need to develop a different sense of humor. I don't think it's appropriate that Ashley's just like, well, that's how he is. That's, he's joking. It's not a joke if people are uncomfortable. So you need to reroute your sense of humor and figure it the fuck out because everyone around you is uncomfortable. Ashley says again that Michael's not gay. And I, I agree. I don't think he's gay. I think he's just a creep. And he's attracted probably to anything. That's how I feel. Then Karen says she's taking it seriously. She says she was raped. She said this is inappropriate. If somebody felt uncomfortable by his touch, then that makes me uncomfortable, is basically what Karen was saying. And I felt that. I thought it she, she was right. I mean, it's not appropriate. Anyway, then the group, they sing happy birthday to Juan. He had a basketball cake that looked amazing. Robin and Juan looked at each other in so much love. Uh, Meanwhile, Giselle went over to the guys, and she's like, what did Michael talk about? (laughs) Giselle is so messy. I love her. We need Giselle on every franchise. Get her in Beverly Hills. I mean, let's get her in Orange County. I know that we need her in Potomac, but... I would like to see Giselle in one of the other franchises. Also, stunning beauty. Stunning. One of the most gorgeous housewives, I believe. Anyway, uh, Ashley should quit the show, I thought. I wrote this in my notes. Ashley should quit the show. She starts talking to Michael about how all the girls are questioning her. And I just thought, Ashley, what are you doing on this show? Like This seems like the worst situation for both you and your husband. It seems like it's ruining your marriage, which... uh, it just seems like a mess. I feel like Ashley and Michael need to get off the show. I don't want them to because it's entertaining, but uh, it's just a mess. Super big fucking mess. And I, I understand why Ashley's defending her husband, but I also don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable in a totally different way than just the uncomfortableness I get from Michael. It almost, I don't know what it is. Do you guys feel that way too, where it's like, I feel Ashley's defense of Michael makes me feel uncomfortable. Anyway, then you guys, uh, you guys, you guys, you guys. Then we get wow, we get something that I was screaming about. So we cut to that news footage from the Fox interview that they had did earlier in the episode, and we see Michael say that there was contact. Then we see footage from that party. So that party at Monique's, we see footage, and I'm thinking we're getting all the footage. So I'm I'm thinking they're showing us everything that they have, but I thought they'd end it basically telling us that they don't have anything. Does that make sense? But then they showed us unseen production footage. So a title card comes up on the screen and says unseen production footage. It says 453. It was a timestamp, and I love when a housewife does a timestamp. Then we see Michael. Basically grab the cameraman's ass. We don't see his hand touch it, but we see, we can hear it, and we see a very uncomfortableness. And then we even see footage from 3 hours later where the cameraman and Michael were talking about it. It was all so super uncomfortable. It was shocking footage. And I thought it was a sm- it was definitely a smoking gun, right? Like we saw Michael go up to the cameraman and yeah, we didn't see him physically grab it, but we saw the conversation that happened when it happened. And I thought that was, it was enough for me. It was enough for me. Ah, it was shocking, you guys. Though I screamed, I screamed. What an episode, though! What a season! What an episode, Potomac. So fucking good. Ugh. so it's on New York level. It's Roni level entertainment. Phenomenal TV. So thank you for all uh, putting up with this bonus recap. Again, I'm not going to be covering Potomac all the time, although. I will try to get one of the housewives on. I'm going to try to get one of the Potomac women on, because I have some questions. And I'm going to try to cut back to one episode a week. That's my goal. It's what I'm hoping to do for at least a little while until Dallas starts. And then when Dallas starts, we'll, we'll do Dallas and Southern Charm. But for now, I bid you adieu. I love you all so much for listening. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy... Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, That's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate $4 or more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes. I'm doing one bonus episode a month over there. More importantly, the money helps to support the show. If you want one of the t-shirts. We have Wow Bethany Wow t-shirts. And truly, this episode Potomac, Wow Bethany Wow. It really was. Wow Bethany Wow. What an episode. But if you want one of those t-shirts, or Matt I was just putting up some new ones there that he designed, and uh, they're all over there at everythingiconic.threadless.com. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. If you want a cameo, cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. And what else? Let's do a little breathing exercises, because wow, Bethany, wow, what an episode. Let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. And let's just do one more. Let's take another deep breath in and think about why we love Potomac. Breathe out. Now, I love this dynamic cast of characters. So, today I would just like to recognize them. I love them. I love Potomac and God bless the Bravo gods and Andy for bringing them to us. I hope you all have a wonderful week. We'll be back with a Southern Charm recap later this week. I love you all so much. Bye bye.